This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Good evening, good afternoon. It's still light out here. It's crazy. I've been up for a long time because my old body's on East Coast time. Uh, anyway, this will be our Civilized Barking Post Game Podcast, the live room we do after every game. I am in Seattle. Zach Jackson, Jason, is not on this trip. He is back on the home front. Uh, was watching like you guys were. And um, yeah, so the Browns no-showed the first 10, 12 minutes, whatever it was. Then they dominated and they came a couple yards away from really putting it away. They didn't get it done. Um, we'll go over the play call, the process, some of the stuff I saw and heard post game. It really wasn't a lot. Um, but Jason, where, where, where should we start? What, what is your uh, feeling here as you start to reflect on, on what you watched? Well, I think we need to start with third and three, just because that's what everybody's talking about. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, I was actually just running some numbers on, on true media, sort of our data package that we use at the athletic, just trying to replicate this as much as possible. And since the 2020 season on exactly third and three with less than two and a half minutes left in the game, it's, it's a coin flip. It's 48% conversion rate running 48% passing. So I get everyone screaming, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt and play defense. He was trying to win the game. And Jerome Ford was wide open in the middle of the field. And if P.J. Walker sees him, the Browns win the game. So I, I, I get it, and I'm not, I'm not totally strong one way or the other. I'm curious if you are. I'm guessing you're run the ball guy just because <laughs> I saw a tweet from late in the game. But oh, and I look at the numbers of, of – Kevin is super aggressive all the time. He's going to play to win the game. And it bit him in the ass because he has a quarterback that can't stop turning the ball over. Yeah, let me start there. Uh, I knew they were throwing, right? Um, a little of that is, is Kevin's tendency. Well, actually, probably a lot of that is Kevin's tendency. But I knew they were throwing because they take the time out there, they let it run down, and they have the two-minute warning coming. So that means it's the whole playbook, right? Because if it's 25 or 45 seconds earlier, you're definitely running because you're going to force Seahawks to, to make it to take a timeout, get it right. or not. Yep, right. So they open it up, and I know Kevin's tendencies. Um, and, and really, you know, much of the day they had success moving the pocket. And so then you have your really short quarterback take the drop back, get rid of it quickly. It has to be something quick. Um, we have hindsight here. I don't like to call. Um, you know, you pay Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller 50-some million dollars, right? Um, we hadn't seen Kareem in a long time. The run there is probably the right call. It's not the only call. Um, and, and again, that takes in to hindsight. Um, but here's where I'll go for the next stage of, of this discussion. This is three seasons now where Kevin wants to do things a certain way. And we're seeing a team growth, grow and get stunted. Bob and weave, right? Take that step, but never that huge step for various reasons. And it's usually Pittsburgh, not in this facility here, right? But the common denominator in those three seasons is coach and quarterback don't have trust for various but different reasons. And so they tried to end that two marches ago by making this trade. Um, it's sunk last season. Now he's injured. And he trusted P.J. Walker. And so that more than the ch- choice to pass to me makes it the wrong call because you can't trust P.J. Walker. He's just not good enough. He played his balls off today. He was clearly better and more confident with the practice week, with the seven previous quarters in different environments and different levels of preparation. 
But in that moment, I got to trust Batonio and Teller and either Kareem Hunt or Jerome Ford. They, they seems like they rested Jerome Ford and they would have had him there. Um, that's the part that I think is wrong. Yeah, I mean, I can't totally dispute that one way or the other. I mean, Kareem, I'm looking now, Kareem averaged 3.9 yards a carry, Pierre Strong, four yards a carry. You know, I don't. if Nick Chubb is healthy, they're running the ball there. You know, I don't think there's any question about that. They're probably giving it to Nick on third and four. But the lack of – I mean, they don't have a great option. Who do you trust in the backfield? You know, I, I just don't I – just, I just don't know if there's a great option to trust anywhere on there. And the part that really sucks about all this is we were two minutes away you know, I just texted somebody with two minutes left. And it was like, man, if Kevin can't get people's admiration and respect out of this, yeah, you know, if you, if you go out here and win this game, if you beat San Francisco with P.J. Walker quarterback at home, then you go to Seattle and win with him, he's not a good quarterback at all. And to be 5-2 and two and really starting to get this thing humming despite all the problems at quarterback, you know, it's a great story. They're two minutes away from a great story. And now it's back to 4-3 to and three and you know, what could have been and, and just a lot of frustration. This was about to be Kevin's Mona Lisa, right? And some five-year-old came and spilled his fucking pudding on it. (laughs) 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 It really was. It really was right. Like this team showed guts and resilience. This team showed offensive growth, but it lost because of two interceptions and in the defense, Faltering at the beginning and the end, kind of just like last week. This is three straight fourth quarters where the defense has gotten blitzed at the end, right? And so, yes, does the offense and the head coach need to put the defense in a better spot there, right? Um, there's shared blame here. There's shared blame. But ultimately, I don't think you – I think in that situation, and even though Nick Chubb has been gone for six games now and isn't coming back, you know, Sean Watson's not here either. It's it's a question of who who you want to have the ball there because great teams know who where the ball's going there, right? And they're riding that. But this team, before it had any of those, has had Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio, and has doubled down on both of those guys. And, and then again, before this season, right? And I just think the way your defense had played, let's take out the last drive, that if you run and if Kareem or Jerome gets tackled a yard, a yard and a half short, right? It goes to the warning, you punt, and then you make them go. 80 or at least 40 to set up a field goal. Right. It's ideal weather here today. Their kicker's been around forever. But if you go to overtime, you have a chance. And and you don't want to go to overtime. So ultimately, we understand why Kevin did what he did. He wants to win the game. That's who he is. The setup gave it to him, right? He, He waited for the timeout. He went over it. I mean, it's not like they hustled and made this decision in 10 seconds, Jason, right? They look, right. They run the second down play with like 250 to go. They run, and he looks, and he knows we're taking it down to one, and we're calling timeout. Yep. So they had it all laid out, and, and P.J. had done it, and they had success moving the pocket. So I, I don't like laying it there in the hands. And obviously no one likes the result, and, and for the defense to get shredded like that, you know, I kind of think that's how it goes. Um, what you saw from Seattle, even though Geno had been mud for two-plus quarters, it was really a poised veteran team that's played together. It's had their quarterback now for a season and a half. It has outstanding receivers, and there they went. Then they threw the new one, and he scored the winner, right? But um, so to me, the better organization won the game. Um, The Browns did not have an awful day. They had an awful result. And 
Could it be one that haunts them? You know, I didn't expect them to win the game. I don't think they had to win the game. That was the luxury of stealing last week. Right. Can you say this is things even out over the course of the year? Yeah, but winning these, winning these margins and these moments is the difference in good to great, in average to good, in contending in the division or fighting like hell for a wild card, or in the overall evaluation of where you are as a team, right? And the Browns' defense, still really good has not played to a standard that it set and did not deliver in that big moment. And Brown's offense showed some growth, showed some hope, and ultimately failed again. And you don't know when the quarterback is going to play. You don't have any proof that the quarterback is going to be good. You have a coach that you knew what he was going to do, and it got the worst, even if as a 1% result, you got the worst possible result. And, and, and the results do matter. Uh, here's a tweet from Jake Trotter. I don't know if you were over for Kareem Scrum, if you heard it or not. Kareem apparently said, quote, I didn't get a chance the whole fourth quarter, so it's cool. I don't know. I just go out and play my role. I feel like I could have helped win. Um, talking about that play that we're talking about now, not getting the ball in third and three. So uh, Kareem voicing a little bit of displeasure over not being on the field. I've said all Yeah, he was not on the field at all. Now, last week he was not on the field at all. Until the till the last carry, till the last sequence, right? And then and that was a situation where they had lost Jerome Ford. This time they had Jerome Ford. It kind of felt like they had saved Jerome. But yeah, with hindsight as our friend and our benefit, you go to your short yardage back. Kareem did not get stopped in short yardage today. And I can remember a couple where he drove guys past the marker. Right? That what does Kareem do? He gets you that yard. Now it was three, but Getting to there is not an awful outcome. You're going to the warning. Jason, yeah. you can talk about doing it again. You can draw them off sides. No harm done. You can then punt. Your, punt, your special teams are pretty good. So, yeah, th- this was a big miss. Th- this was a big miss. And it was, you know, everybody kind of played a role in the rally because Walker making the pl- couple plays that he made and showing the poise that he showed, getting it to Amari getting Elijah Moore a little bit involved and Joku finally got involved, right? That, that was that, but everybody kind of played a part in failing at the end. And I think Kevin's failure is putting the ball in PJ's hand. Now, is it Kevin's fault that he has PJ Walker for a third game as the quarterback? You know, no, but this is a no excuse league. And they, they, they had a chance to score what would have been an incredible win. Um, in the last hundred games, if the Browns have been down two touchdowns or more, they've won two of them. The last one was Baker. The last one was Baker on Thursday night, and at that point, they hadn't won a game period for seven hundred days. <laughs> but um, they won that. They came back, and this would have been the third. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. So again, I, I saw a lot from this team um, in the moments from the late first quarter until till that. But you know to prove that you're different, to prove that you're really there and ready and on the verge, assuming you get a healthy QB one and assuming you get all those things, which are assumptions, you know, now with the defense, with the way we've, we've seen them the last three games compared to the three prior, um, or the last three, you know, two games in one drive compared to the, really the, the five prior, but let, let me be fair there. Um, you didn't get it done and it stinks. It stinks. So, the good news is, like I said, you won last week to make this a bonus game. You have Arizona next week, who's terrible and not trying to win, and is starting Josh Dobbs, not Kyler Murray. They're gonna 
they're going to go full Browns and give Kyler practice reps during the week and then play Josh Dobbs, right? So you can get right. You can be healthy. Um, as I wrote, you're four and three. You've seen good and bad. You've learned. As long, with 10 left, as long as you have a winning record in those 10, you'll go to the playoffs. As long as you go four and three and then six and four in the next stretch, you'll go to the playoffs. That's fine. It's just right now your offense is not a contender in your quarterback situation. Remains completely unpredictable and completely sinking the franchise, the team. Well, let's go there. 48 hours, less than 48 hours of the trade deadline. It doesn't sound like they're going to pursue a quarterback from everything we've heard. Do you think anything that happened today changes that? I don't. I, I think they're going to continue to roll with what they've got. But I'm wondering um, now that they have another 48 or another 60 minutes here of data and, and evidence of PJ Walker turning the ball over. Do you think anything changes? Well, I, it didn't change my view of it, which is he's flat out not good enough. That's exactly mine. Right. And if you don't explore making a move, or make a, you, you risk losing the locker room and losing this defense. However, we have to be really clear that there's only one potential move. That's Jacoby Brissett. He himself has not played football since August. Right. Right. And can you get him? And can you get him ready? Like, do you have any chance in Baltimore in two weeks anyway? Right. Now, if you're talking about Watson missing time or you're not being able to trust Watson, which you flat out can't trust Watson right now, uh, and that's not kicking on an injured guy, that's the facts of the matter. I don't know why some people get so upset about that and act like everything's good between the Browns and Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson doesn't play for the Browns for a month now, right? Um, yeah, I, I think you have to pursue it. And I think, obviously, conversations were had, and I think a deep-down conversation needs to be had with Andrew and with Kevin and whoever else is in that room um, tonight or really tomorrow morning when, when the plane gets back because you're not going to win shit with PJ Walker. Right. And that's not they based on that. one throw. That's not based they on one that. throw or one game. Yeah, they have to know that. So when is Watson coming back and what is he going to give you? You know, you can't go start. What, what, what's the term you use? Five month odyssey. You can't start your five-month odyssey to find the next Brock Purdy quite yet. No. I guess you can. Your scouts can. But you got a team. you got a playoff-caliber defense and a roster that you spent $315 million on. Right? You can't miss the playoffs the third year in a row. So I, I, without intentionally trying to make the case for going to get Jacoby Brissett, I think I just did it. It makes too much sense not to do. I'm really surprised. I really thought last week was the week when when Deshaun comes out against Indy, clearly can't throw. looks like he's throwing a medicine ball. Clearly can't throw a football. I thought that's the time. You don't wait for the trade deadline. You, you go now. You go make that move now. You have Brissett probably ready for this game. I don't know if it would have made any difference in Seattle or not. Jacoby's throwing a lot of bad interceptions late in games too. But he's an upgrade over P.J. Walker, certainly. But you have well, I mean, him let's, ready let's now. Let's just say this. Let me say this. Jacoby Brissett is 6'4 and 220. Right? So, does that last pass get batted? It could, but it probably doesn't. Is he, is he never going to throw? No. Like, we're aware of what Jacoby Brissett is. Yes. I'm telling you guys that both Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs are better than PJ Walker. And this thing that PJ Walker <laughs> showed much improved play today, that PJ Walker has the respect of the locker room for the way he has performed in these situations and worked as hard as he can. 
but he's squeezed everything out of what he has, and it was 15 of 31 in the two interceptions that cost you the game. Yeah, and the fumble. Yeah, that's that's what it is, guys. That that's where they are. So they're four and three. The whole rest of the division outside the Ravens is four and three. The only team that can catch the Ravens is the Bengals because don't look now, Joe Burrow's back. Yep. Right. But you got a team that that you've built to win, and you've had different twists and turns and forks in the road, and you've had different opportunities to evaluate. Right. And obviously, it's not ideal circumstances without the players that we've already mentioned. But I, I, because of the connection with Brissett, knowing that it, there are difficulties involved, I would still do it. I've absolutely talked myself into it. And I hope I've talked you guys into it. Appreciate you listening and reading. It doesn't matter. This is, this is up to Andrew Barry. This is up to Kevin Stefanski. And God help us all, it might be up to ownership, too. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you concerned all about the defense? San Francisco marched right down on them. At the end of the game, they escaped after a missed field goal. Obviously, they gave up 38 last week. And and this week, they shut off the water for about two and a half quarters, two quarters or so. But early and late, the Seahawks got what they wanted. And I just – I don't know what to make right now of where they're at defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, my first thought would be that end, at the end of games, that's the NFL. Offenses do that, especially good ones with, with really – Experienced wide receivers and quarterbacks and, and continuity, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 more than a one time. Um, and what I heard in the post game locker room was we have not lived up to our standard, and and that's true. You know, de- defenses get beat in this league and they give up plays. Frankly, right, first or second play of the drive, they throw that little one over the middle. If Denzel Ward doesn't make that tackle, they score right then and there. Yep, right. Um, but yeah, no, you. Again, what what is the difference between good and great, or ten wins or eleven wins, or ten wins in a wild card, or you miss the playoffs again, and then you wonder who's who's keeping their jobs? You know, um, that's just yeah. The, the defense should be disappointed in itself for you know obviously both the offense and just the natural circumstance of of playing against this this offense in. Uh, in that kind of environment went against them, but it was really, I mean, it was bang, bang, like five, six plays and over. Right. And not, not just you hold them to three there. At least you take your chances in overtime. Is PJ going to score in overtime? Almost certainly not, but we didn't think he was going 80 yards in 12 plays either. And shit, a tie might get you in the playoffs. (laughs) So yeah. So the defense did fail. And yes, based on the last nine quarters of the defense, I, I do have concerns that, it's either coming back to life or been, you know, coming back to the real world or been figured out a little bit or probably all of the above because the truth is in the middle, right? And as these seasons go along um, in this league, everybody, if, if you're doing something unique, everybody sees it and everybody has the staff and the, and the technology to attack it. And do they have the manpower, right? And so um, man for man, the Browns got beat in the last two minutes and three seconds of the game. On both sides, and that's why they're not five and two. Uh, Matt L is in the queue. Let's see if I can bring him up. I thought I did. No, I got. I clicked him. Hey, Matt hey. L, you're up. If you're there, go ahead. Hey, you, hey guys, you guys have done a great job of basically picking up everything. But 
I mean, we're we're the offense three punts away from being six and one. Like this offense is so bad, and the, I I, I kind of wonder how things are going up in in the in the locker room with the defense because they I mean they're playing their butts off, and I don't understand how PJ Walker has the ball in his hands. Yeah. To, to end the game. It's it's yeah. just mind-blowing to me. Matt, Matt, you're not wrong. Um, just the condition anytime you say they're three plays away from six and one is that they're also two kicks away from two and five. Yep. You know, like that that's that's how this goes. So um yeah, do, is that a fair concern? Yes. Um was there some flat out jaws on the ground in the locker room about not running there on third and three? when you pay Joel and Wyatt, what you pay him, you know, and, and you have Kareem hunt and he was rested. Sure. So, you know, that is a, a bigger time concern and we are going to judge this team on what it does later. This would have been a complete steal. It was a, like I said, I, it was a bonus game. It would have been a bonus win. And especially to be down the way they were down um, and come back and then have it there three yards or you're maybe not even three yards. Maybe if you do run it and punt it, you, it it's a different result. Um, I don't think they lose the defense right now based on a couple of things. One, I, I think there was some growth today. And I think that everybody knows that the defense knows that it, it did its part in letting it down too. So, you know, the game that I have circled is November 19th, Pittsburgh, because I fully expect the Browns, even with PJ Walker to find a way to beat the Cardinals next week. And I fully expect the Browns to go to Baltimore and have little chance with this offense. Right, so then it comes down to, we know Kenny Pickett is not very good, and we know the Browns should have beat Pittsburgh the first time. So that that's the one. So you've got three weeks to get that offense figured out. Um, I think this was this was certainly not a great offensive effort today, but combined with what the defense did for part of it, and to be in that position, yes, the the, the Browns did everything but pound the nail in the coffin today, and they didn't, and that stings. But I, I'm I'm not going to make any big picture proclamations or further any worries the the biggest picture worry is that you have Deshaun Watson and he's not available to play and hasn't been good when he has the big picture worry for this team is that you have an offense that's simply not good enough and the and PJ Walker is your quarterback until further notice and we have no reason to think that when Deshaun comes back he's going to play great the first game or the second game or any game it's so, interesting. They, they said on the broadcast, they just sort of slid it in at the very beginning of the broadcast that the Browns haven't ruled out pl- putting Deshaun on IR. Well, that goes know. against what we know, right? That goes against Diana's reporting. Yeah. And for as much as we could have some skepticism about what Deshaun said, because Deshaun's the only one that said certain things about his injury, he's been clear, and, they, and, and so has Kevin, that they don't consider surgery an option. So yes, guys. Until he's until he can grip a ball and throw a ball and do it for three days at once and take a hit and get up and do it again, we don't know when he's going to play or if he's going right. to play. Right. But that that's interesting, Jason. And obviously, I didn't know it because I didn't see the broadcast. But that goes against what we know, what we've heard, and what we've trailed. Because frankly, this story has consumed all of us now for the ongoing. Weeks it's been. I mean, it's shit. It's Halloween on Tuesday. You got hurt on September twenty fourth. Yeah, it's yep. been a. Cool, you know, we're headed to five weeks with it. Um, 
I've out talked to myself and I got it right before I go to the airport. Anything else? No. They don't call me the best color man for nothing. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you coming in here. Go ahead. Uh, we appreciate you coming in here. And listen, I don't know that Jacoby Brissett can win you a playoff game either. But I also don't know that that's reason to dismiss the idea. You know? And, and again, in, then the counter to that is I don't know how realistic it is that Jacoby Brissett can come in and help you win a game based on the fact that he hasn't been here and that the offense is, you know, has other issues too because you build everything around a guy that's not here. And you haven't clicked for, again, three years because the head coach and quarterback have not been on the same page in the big moments for various reasons now for the third season. So can that be Jacoby? Could it be the Tampa game from last year? Could be. I think it's worth exploring. I, I'm not saying it's mandatory. I think it's worth exploring. And Matt, to your good question about the locker room, I think the 53 and specifically about 12 to 15 guys in that locker room are as curious to know what happens before the trade deadline Tuesday at 4 as we all are. Then we'll, then we'll take on those bigger picture things. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>